0: Hi, everyone, welcome to Joshua Live. I'm Gary Temple Bodley. Today's episode is all about compassion. It's a very interesting subject. It happens to be something that is done properly when you're in a high perspective. When you're in a limited perspective, you tend to want to change things or help people when that's really not the most beneficial thing because you'll end up acting on an urge to change conditions. But from a high perspective, you'll get all the inspiration you need to do or say whatever needs to be done at the time And that's the most effective thing to do. We are going to have a group mass worldwide meditation on Saturday, 9-9 at noon Eastern time. It's called the Light of One Meditation. And it's a oneness, a humanity, a unity meditation for the whole planet. And we're doing it with a group of lots of people all over the world. Many, many people have been given this meditation that Christy did just the other day. And we're all doing it as a group together. Some of us will be doing it on Zoom. So if you would like to join us on Zoom, send an email to garybodley at gmail.com, and we'll send you the link. And if you just like the meditation, also send me the email, send that to you as well. And attached to the end of this podcast is that meditation. So you can always go back and listen to this as well. All right. Well, thank you so much for being here. If you would like more information about what we're doing here, we have... A bunch of courses starting in about three weeks. They are at all different levels. You can look and see which one's right for you or get in touch with me and I'll send you some information. We have a retreat coming up in October with a few spots left. That's always the most fun time of the year. It's here in North Carolina in the fall and we just have a great four days together. Well, thanks again for everything you do to support us. Like and subscribe and leave a review and share it with your friends. It's fantastic. We really appreciate you. Let's get ready for this episode. We are thrilled to be here. Hello, Joshua. Hi, Joshua.
1: Hello, everybody.
0: We'd like to talk to you today about a little subject that is a creation of humanity. It's prized amongst others who are watching you. It is something that is not available elsewhere. could only be created here. And that subject is compassion. This idea that you can care for your fellow man without knowing who it is, this inherent ability or inherent response within all of you to uplift others, to be teachers, to be leaders, to be able to see someone going through something and offer a hand when necessary, but also be able to look at them from the highest perspective. Now, Humans have this within them to lesser or greater degrees, depending on their perspective. And if you are perceiving yourself as a victim, believing that outside conditions can make you feel something, believing that things need to change for you to feel better, seeing things as imperfect, you're going to have a response to people who are, from your perspective, going through things that you would not want to go through. And you will offer help and offer assistance and be an uplifter. Generally, it's to ease your negative emotions, ease your uneasy feelings, ease your worry. It is, from that perspective, a form of control. And anything based in control is based in fear and not really too effective. But if you can look at everyone from a higher perspective, understand who they truly are, that they are powerful, that they're eternal, that they're limitless, and that they've come for an experience, an experience that's not available anywhere else, a unique experience. If someone is existing on earth, they have lots of power and experience, they're daredevils, they're explorers, and they're coming for something that can't be had anywhere else. They're coming to forget who they are and to feel separate from everyone and everything else in this reality. With this amnesia that is an aspect of this plane of existence, You start from a position where everyone else is. You're tapped into the mass consciousness of the rest of humanity on the planet. That consciousness is one of believing in victimhood overall, generally. It's based in fear. And the pragmatic thing to do from that perspective is to protect yourself and guard against unwanted events happening and not to really understand what's really going on, but Because of who you all are, you endeavor to explore, to gain more knowledge, to learn more. This idea of learning from a higher perspective is a wonderful thing. You are learning who you are and what your powers are. You're remembering. So from the higher perspective, learning is remembering. You could call it learning slash teaching. You could call it teaching slash learning. If you are a student, you are learning from who you believe has more information than you. If you are a teacher, you're learning from who you might believe has less information than you, seeing it through their perspective. From that limited perspective, this teaching, learning, this helping, supporting, this detachment, attachment, disconnection, connection, this separation and unity, their polarity. There's two sides of everything. Depending on the perspective you're choosing, you will experience one side or the other. From a limit perspective, you'll experience everything based in fear. From a higher perspective, you'll be experiencing everything based in love. You choose which side of the coin, which end of the stick you want to participate with. It's up to you. But imagine coming in and not knowing this. Imagine thinking things are cut and dry imagine there's only one thing you could do, one way of experiencing it. Imagine that if you see someone having trouble, that you're inclined through this idea of compassion to fix their problem for them. Well, as you know, this can never work because there is no problem. They're having their experience. And if they are robbed of that experience, well, they're going to have it again and again and again until they understand what their perspective is and what that experience was for. From the non-physical perspective of every soul that's ever incarnated in this realm, in the earth plane, it's coming for something that is brand new. And much of it that is brand new is this idea of feeling. Feelings are present in this reality in a way that is not possible in any other reality, including the non-physical. So many come just for the feeling of it. Now, from the non-physical perspective, there's no difference in feeling on one end of that polarity stick than the other. For example, anxiety is not a better or worse feeling than excitement. Joy is not a better or worse feeling than sorrow. The feeling is the feeling. The feeling is labeled, you would call that a bad feeling, that's a good feeling, but that's due to duality. You set up preferences and you protect yourself from a perspective that's limited. But from a higher perspective, there's no need to protect yourself. And you can look at everything in more truth. When you're looking at things from a higher perspective, you will know when to offer a hand and when it's not necessary, how to be of service or not to be of service. When you're understanding what people are going through, it doesn't affect you personally, and you do not dip down into a limited perspective yourself. You see, if you see someone as suffering, and you're inclined to help them out of their suffering, you are simply changing the conditions. Why are you changing the conditions? Because you are in fear. You couldn't want to change conditions if you weren't in fear. The fear drives you to change conditions. You can only have the fear because you're looking at it from a perspective that's not accurate, and you're feeling negative emotions that you think are wrong or bad based in your definition of what feels good, what feels bad to you. So until you've asked us and others to come through and to help you understand exactly what's going on in physical reality, you are all operating by default as victims in a reality which seems to be the default mechanism, victimhood. Now we are telling you that you're the creator of your reality. You are never a victim. It's a misperception of reality. When you start seeing the truth of this reality, that you are the creator, that you've come for specific and general experiences, that you are expanding through all these experiences and that you very, very, very much wanted to be here, especially now. Those of you on this call now or listening at a later date are at the leading edge of the leading edge of thought and perspective. What everyone else, what they are perceiving with their five physical senses is unique to them, dependent on where they are in their evolution, how high they have chosen to come in perspective where they are in perspective and what they're here to experience. Since you cannot know any of these things, you cannot know their pre-worth intentions. You cannot know what they came to experience. You cannot know what their soul is requiring or desiring in this incarnation. You can't know if this is their first time or their millionth time. You cannot know any of that. So compassion allows you to look at them from the highest perspective. When you look at anyone from the highest perspective, you are out of the vibration of the problem and you're in the vibration of the solution. Is a solution necessary? If it is, you'll receive inspiration. If it is not, you will not receive receive inspiration. There'll be nothing for you to do. But if there is something for you to do, you can rest assured that you will get a bright idea. And you'll say the perfect thing at the perfect time to the perfect person. You may not even know why that came out of your mouth or what that information was all about. It might be even new to you, but you are receiving some guidance, some way of assisting someone because you're at the right place at the right time and you have become the path of least resistance. But generally speaking, if you can look at someone and you can say they are having an experience for them that's necessary for them, and it's up to them at their pace to choose to see it from another perspective or not. You see, just imagine that there are infinite possible physical realities to explore. The vast, vast, vast majority of those are collective consciousness, where there is no illusion of separation and is no real forgetting of who they are. And the mass consciousness of that collective is understanding itself as creators. You come into this reality, and the mass consciousness of the planet is understanding itself as victims. Those few of you who are here now are understanding the truth of this reality, but the general perception is victimhood that will rise in time. It doesn't rise by you changing your controlling conditions or jumping in to change the course of someone's life. It rises by you understanding it and you bringing in thoughts that add to the mass consciousness of this planet. When you have a new thought, an empowering thought, a powerful thought, you make it available to everyone else. You add it to the consciousness. And since that thought is based in love and truth, It is highly powerful and readily available to anyone who comes within vibrational vicinity of that. What you can do is practice looking at everything from the higher perspective. In that practice, you will be more in the vibration of enlightenment and elevation, ascension, and others who are ready will grasp the threads of that themselves. They'll be guided then, they'll be open-minded. They'll be sent inspiration to read this book or watch this video or listen to that podcast or talk to this person or go to this place. When you start seeing yourselves as contributing through thought and through your own understanding of how the system is working for you, when you start to choose to believe yourself as the physical manifestation of your non-physical self, you can look at everything from that perspective. It'll be easy for you. What would my inner self do here? Where would they go from here? You'll start having greater connection, trusting more of the thoughts that you're receiving and the inspiration. You'll be realizing that all the fear that you feel is based in this mass consciousness of victimhood. And in fear, you're tapping into that mass consciousness. In love, You're tapping into source consciousness, communication with your inner self, with your guidance supporters, with inspiration, with information that's available to you because you've become in the path of least resistance. So everything that you do is one of being in the state of alignment. Alignment is perceiving your reality from a similar perspective as your inner self perceives your reality. Now, your inner self's perception of your reality is one thing and one thing only, perfection you're doing everything perfectly. You're moving along your path perfectly. You can't make a mistake. You've never made a mistake. You can't make a wrong decision because whatever decision is made is made from the perspective that you're at. Now you can choose a higher perspective or a more limited perspective. That's up to you. But you're here now and you're doing the work now and you're paying attention and you're thinking differently now. So what's the perspective that you're likely going to choose? Is it going to be the victim? Well, sometimes it might be if you perceive things are wrong or bad. But when you do not perceive things are wrong or bad, you are offering a perspective that's very similar to your inner self. And when you can look at anything that's going on in your world or any person in your world, and you can understand from the same perspective of your inner self what they are doing and what they are receiving and how they are expanding you can look at them as if they're perfect too. And when you do, you maintain your alignment. You maintain your stance in the vibration of the best possible answers, the best possible insights, the best possible words, the best possible assistance or no assistance. So you'll be driven through this idea of compassion to help others, yet it only will be of any benefit if you're actually choosing the higher perspective yourself. And anytime you dip down into that limited perspective and think that something wrong is happening, you are contributing to the fear within the mass consciousness. Of course, nothing's wrong with that because there's been a lot of contributions to that mass consciousness over the centuries. But now a few of you are thinking differently and contributing in love and you are shifting the tide, the volume of that mass consciousness. You see, thoughts of fear are repetitious. They're the same thing over and over and over again. Very little power. Even though there's a lot of them, each individual one has very little power. A new thought based in love enters that mass consciousness, the whole thing shifts. You get enough of you offering enough love and compassion based in love the entire thing turns over. And now there's more access to these thoughts and more access to these ideas and more understanding and more questions and more exploration of the love side of the love-fear coin. So think about everything that you're doing in every day. How are you perceiving yourself? How are you perceiving others? Which perspective are you choosing? Others will not agree with you that everything's perfect. They will want to complain and argue and defend their right to perceive themselves as victims. That's fine. You do not have to change anyone's mind or belief systems. Just do what you're inspired to do, follow the path that you're inspired to, and everything will work out perfectly. You just have no idea how much benefit your thought is to this entire reality. You are leaders and teachers and uplifters And if you're exploring the higher perspective plane of existence, then you are moving things forward. And the universe is supporting you and appreciating you and sending you everything you need when you need it. Now, who would like to ask a question? We are excited by what's possible today. Hi, I'm I'm looking out at my backyard right now, and it's surrounded by trees big trees medium small trees trees that have fruits or flowers or just leaves my neighbors have trees and i've wondered about this before when you say we're here to discover ourselves i
1: don't understand what i'm what am i discovering about myself here
0: with all these trees around me i'm not in a forest i just there just happens to be a lot of trees And does this say something about my identity? Do you believe that the trees are conscious beings? Yes. Do you believe that the trees need your help? No. Do you believe that the trees are there to support you? Yes. How would a tree support a human? Oxygen. Oxygen? Shade, lumber, a place for birds to sit and sing. And an example of a being that does not need to run around and change conditions. A being does not need to go out and get something and bring it back. A being that lacks nothing. So a tree is often an example of a way to be in physical reality. The tree is just being the tree. The tree is just there to serve you. The tree needs nothing from you. The tree receives everything from its environment is perfectly designed for this environment. The tree is a being of love and that being of love, as you look upon it from your backyard is showing you how to live in this reality.
1: Yeah, but they don't get their feelings hurt.
0: That's true. So, I can't live like a tree. It is more challenging, we would agree. But the tree has no limiting beliefs. The tree has no fear. The tree has no desires other than to be the tree. The tree is perfectly authentic and has no identity other than the tree. If the tree said, I am a mountain and you better look on me as if I'm a mountain and and address me as mountain, and you did not do that, the tree would have its feelings hurt. But since the tree does not have a false identity, does not have limiting beliefs, is not trying to be anything other than the tree, the tree does not get its feelings hurt. And of course, the tree doesn't feel the way you feel because you are quite a bit more complex than the tree. The tree is simply offering you an example of what you could be like if you lived in the full authenticity of yourself. But since you've adopted an identity that is not quite accurate, every time you're trying to propose this identity onto the world, the world is gonna look at you and say, this is not who you are. And you will be affected by this inauthentic identity. Why? Because it can't work. How could it work? You have to be who you are. How do you be who you are? You discover who you are. How do you discover who you are? When you're promoting an identity that is inaccurate and not true, you will come against manifestation events that put a little ding or dent in that identity. You want to protect yourself from anything that may cause some restriction or some affectation of that identity. And so you're going around going, make sure you know that I'm smart. Make sure you know that I'm talented. Make sure you know that I have some money. Make sure you know that I can speak many languages or have these interests or that interest or whatever it is. That identity is used by you to go out and get what you think you lack. Notice the tree doesn't do that. The tree draws to it everything it needs or everything it needs is already with. The tree is not pretending it's anything else. And the tree is standing as a solid example of alignment. Be the tree and there's no possibility that you could have your feelings hurt because you're not defending yourself based on this idea that you're something other than you are. Okay, good. You have an experience, we call them a manifestation event. You feel negative emotion. What has just happened? You are perceiving your reality inaccurately as a imperfection. And you say, the reason I feel negative emotion is because of the event or the person or the people involved. Had that event not happened, had those people not said what they said, I would not feel negative emotion. This is inaccurate. They cannot make you feel anything. You would have to interpret what they're saying as an affront on you and this false identity. So let's take an example here. Imagine there was a human who was living as authentically as a tree. The human had no other identity than who they truly are. They would understand that they are the physical representation of their non-physical self. Their non-physical self Eternal, magnificent, limitless being of pure positive love and acceptance. The physical self has the identity of the non-physical self. Eternal, can't be killed, can't be harmed. Limitless, all limitations would be self-imposed. Having the true identity of the non-physical self, now there's no limitations. Magnificent, being of love, love, acceptance. If someone said something that it caused you to feel negative emotion, the human with the identity aligned perfectly with their inner self could not feel negative emotion because it would not trigger any limiting beliefs. has no limiting beliefs because it maintains the true identity of the non-physical version of themselves. So how do you discover that identity, who you truly are? Every time you feel negative emotion, you're perceiving yourself as less than who you truly are. Oh, I get upset because someone said I wasn't wearing the right clothes or saying the right things or having the right hairstyle or driving the right car or using the right pronunciation or whatever it is. On and on and on and on and on. Now, if you're on your journey to understand who you truly are, you're doing the work. You're filling out your manifestation event form. Every time you're feeling some negative emotion, you're not blaming the outside conditions. You're not perceiving yourself as a victim. You're doing what you know to do. And little by little by little, as you drop the intensity of these limiting beliefs, you discover more and more and more of who you are. Then you shift into to a state of being that we call the creator. And you receive that. You re- realize that when you're feeling good, when you're happy, when you're excited, when you're doing what you want to do, when you're involved in your passions and interests, when you are letting your identity be malleable and flexible, when you're not taking things too seriously, when you're having a good time and in alignment, you receive inspiration. If you take action on that inspiration, you're going to be moved into an experience. Remember, words don't teach. Experience teaches. When you see someone suffering and going through a hard time, they're having experience. They're learning from that. When you're doing the same thing, when you're perceiving something is wrong, you're going to feel the negative emotion. What does that mean? It means nothing's wrong. It means you're having the experience that your inner self knows is necessary for your expansion. You're being moved from point A to point B. You're being elevated. If you can see the the perfection in that experience as you're going through it and when you look back on it, you will gain information. That information will lead you further on your journey to discover who you are. It gets easier and easier and easier and easier and easier. And then you bump up against a mild limiting belief here, you process it, you resolve it, you transmute it, you alchemize it, you fill in information that's missing and it becomes a beneficial belief, okay? Then you peel the onion a little bit more and you get to possibly more of a core limiting belief and some event comes along just so it can illuminate it for you because you wouldn't be able to discover it anyway. And you process that and you process that and you get better and better and better with practice. You get more confident, you know more, you feel better. You raise out of the density of fear because you're perceiving yourself more like your inner self and less like a victim. Start to get more clarity. Things start to make more sense. And then you're hit with a really deep limiting belief. Excellent. Oh, it feels terrible. Yes, because as you rise out of the density of fear, you become even more emotionally sensitive. Your feelings are much more noticeable. Guess what? You came for the feeling. You really wanted to feel it. You don't want to feel it mildly like those living in great fear. You want to feel it deeply and richly and intensely. And as soon as you notice a limiting belief, you stop and process it. Or you sit with it and feel it and hold it in and feel like the victim and feel like you've been taken advantage of and feel like you've been harmed in some way that someone's created in your reality. And then you let that alchemize within your body because your body is love and it bubbles up and bubbles up. And soon you are laughing at yourself. For feeling like like a victim. How could this be? I'm the creator. And I let myself feel like a victim for just a short moment. And then you go back and you look at the person that previously you thought did you some harm intentionally or whatever. And now you look at them from a higher perspective. Oh my God, they did not do anything to me. They did all of this for me. They lived their entire life, every moment of it so that they could be at that moment in my presence, say the thing that they did to illuminate a tiny limiting belief within me. And then you dropped your knees in an appreciation and gratitude for that person. And you've done the circle and you filled in all the holes in that limiting belief. And you're getting really good at this and you're really accelerating and you're really shifting your perspective higher and higher and higher. And then you start to think, wow, I might be pretty good at this. And now you are helping others at the right time because you're so used to looking at things from the higher perspective. And you're understanding, oh, I was put in this situation to be of benefit to that person and that person, that person, that person. Or to ask this new question to Joshua on the Joshua Live call that will go out and help millions of people. You did that simply by looking at everything from a higher perspective and wondering, where am I now? Is this limited? Am I pretending I'm a victim? Where can I get to? How can I see myself more clearly? And how can I continue to do the work that I came here to do? Wonderful question. Who's next?
1: Gary. Gail. Oops, Joshua, I'm sorry. Um, Only Gary thinks
0: we're separate. So don't worry. I
1: I I'm so cra- okay. I have a question. Does this carries on from that wonderful last question? Children, adult children, adult children who struggle, and a mother's tendency to want to heal them <laughs>
0: or fix them. Great. Can you can you respond to that? Absolutely. When you look at a child. And from your perspective, you think something that should not be happening is happening. What do you feel? Positive or negative emotion? Well, I hope it changes. But honestly, upset, the tears, like sadness, I, I think is the best description. Excellent. So negative emotion. When you yes. feel what you call negative emotion, does that imply that you are looking at the reality of your child accurately or inaccurately?
1: I know the answer.
0: Inaccurately. Excellent. So you know for sure that you're looking at an illusion, that what you think is wrong is not wrong, that that child is receiving an experience that child needs, and that you are feeling negative emotion, and in negative emotion you're in limited perspective and you do not have access to the solution. You do not have access to wisdom from your inner self. You do not have access to any clarity whatsoever. All you have access to is urges to change the conditions. So you get on your phone and you say, honey, I have some advice for you. Would you like to listen to my advice? And of course, what you're doing is acting in fear and making them wrong. You're adding to whatever they're going through. Now, this could be a very good thing because what you're doing is presenting them with another manifestation event where they have the opportunity to look at themselves and say, am I looking at this from the perspective of a victim or from the perspective of the creator? Do I have a limiting belief? Have I processed this before? Am I getting this experience? Your role as parent is to provide an access point for the soul that wants to become a human. Once they've had access point, You have a little bit of responsibility, possibly, not too much, because if you don't do it, others will. But let's just say you have an inkling to keep them alive for a while so they can get on their own. But what you want to do is you want to show them how you're doing it. Make sure they don't make any mistakes. Make sure they don't go on the wrong path. You limit their possibilities by trying to protect them. Not for them because you're looking at it from a perspective that is inaccurate because you're feeling negative emotion. What you're trying to do the entire time is to solve your own problem of your negative emotion. That's all it is. If you didn't feel the negative emotion as you looked at your child, you would have no inkling to barge in and give them advice or try and change their conditions. The only reason you want to do it is because your perception of reality causes you to feel negative emotion and you don't like the negative emotion. But if you're looking from a higher perspective, you would not feel negative emotion. If you understood who they truly were, how powerful they were, you'd feel no negative emotion. If you understood how quick this life experience is and what they will return to in the non-physical and the benefit that they gain from all the experiences and expansion in physical reality, you would feel no negative emotion. If you understood that their specific experiences had to be experienced by them. Otherwise, they would have to do this again and again and again. You could keep your child in a plastic bubble as long as you want, but they wouldn't get the experience they came for. They wouldn't get the feelings they came for. Where else in this universe are you going to be able to experience victimhood and all the associated emotions with that? all the depth of feeling with that. Would you say that you return non-physical, you understand who you truly are, you realize how powerful you are, you realize how wise and experienced you are and what an incredible explorer you are, and then you come down for my next life, what I'm going to do is I'm going to be born into some cushy environment where I never experience one negative emotion the entire time. One, impossible, and two, not beneficial. Or would you say, you know what I'm going to do? I want to have a leap of perspective in this life. I want to go from a very limited perspective to a very high perspective in one lifetime. I want to shift out of the density of fear into the density of love. That would be the most exciting thing I could do. And so you set up conditions of your youth. Because you know that with those conditions, you're likely going to adopt the idea that you're unworthy, unloved, no good, despicable, no one loves you, something's wrong about you. And that's going to cause you to have a trajectory, to go through experiences and to demand to feel better. And this will lead you to information. And then at some point you realize, oh my God, are you kidding me? Is it just this idea of perspective? Wow, all I had to do was shift my perception of reality and suddenly I feel immense joy and then bang, all these abilities and talents and attributes, empathic powers come online because I'm out of the fear. It's a rush of feeling and you experience all these new feelings of love. that you start creating in love because you're not seeing anything's wrong because you've chosen the higher perspective. You are identifying not with the limited human, but with who you truly are. And you've been led into more experiences, meeting more people, creating a stronger vibration, attracting unimaginable people into your life. Then you start to see it oh, this is what it really is. Imagine that this earth environment is heaven. And the only means of getting into heaven is to shift your perception of yourself. If you perceive yourself as a victim, inadequate, unworthy, powerless, well, the version of heaven you get is one that's going to guide you through lifetime after lifetime, through day after day, through experiences, to the perception where you can see that it's been heaven all the whole time. The whole heaven is set up for that. Every person is playing their role perfectly to get every other person to see things from another perspective so that they can enter the gates of heaven. You're in heaven when you perceive it's heaven. You're in hell when you perceive it's hell. There's nothing outside of you doing anything other than guiding you from a place that you think is bad to the most beautiful, spectacular, wonderful part of the universe. This is why you're here. This is what you wanna be. It's not about changing conditions, controlling everything. Not about anything based in fear. The fear is the illusion. So if you operate in fear with respect to your children or anyone else, you're going to be trapped in a reality that is not true. It's the illusion of imperfection. But when you start looking at your children and everyone else, from the perspective of perfection, saying, I don't have all the information. That's why I have a limiting belief. Because if I had all the information, I'd have no limiting beliefs. I have beliefs that don't have enough information, which are limiting me. And when I look at my child and think something's happening, my inner self is guiding me. Is that the correct perspective or not? Well, if I feel positive emotion, it's the correct perspective. If I feel negative emotion, it's not. I'm looking at them thinking thinking they're suffering. I don't know what's going to happen in the future, but I fear something that's going to cause me negative emotion. This is just a way of looking at life that is not practice. We will say possibly a lazy way of looking at life. A lazy way. You look at your child, they're going through something and you entertain the worst possibility. They're gonna be homeless. They're gonna be out on the street. They're gonna be lonely. They're gonna be miserable. Why aren't you imagining the best possible situation? Why don't you see that this situation they're going through is going to strengthen them, give them experience, allow them to move forward, allow them to shift the way they're thinking. Most of you who've gotten here had hit a rough patch. Maybe you call it rock bottom. Gary certainly does. Losing everything, having to start over, he had to think in a new way. He was open to new ideas. His identity was gone. He was not the successful business person. He did not have employees, he did not have money, he did not have anything. He had to think in a new way. So he was open, so information came. Something about the information excited him. He was still operating from a limited perspective, but he was willing to move forward and do what was necessary and go step by step by step by step to the point where he had a perspective high enough he could receive us and then going one step at a time, pushing past fear, to bring this message to the world? Sure. There were times during the last 10 years where you could have looked at Gary's life and said, oh, he's going through a rough spot. He was going through every experience perfectly. Every experience that was necessary for him to get where he is now. Had someone stepped in and said, oh, this looks tough. Here's half a million dollars. How would he have gotten here? He would have been sidetracked distracted, taken off on another path. Thank God those people didn't show up. But of course they wouldn't show up, would they? They wouldn't show up because it wasn't necessary. The only reason someone would jump in is if they thought it would help them feel better. But everyone along the way could see that he's going along exactly where he needs to go. he was having every experience and he saw it as well. So it was not a difficult thing. But of course, he has experience. He's been doing this a long time. This is life after life after life. The same is true of all of you. That child, certainly there's a connection. Certainly there's an agreement. And certainly they've come to serve you. Now, if you think about that, that they came in at a higher vibration, that they came to serve you on your ascension, then maybe you look at everything that they're going through as they're going through it for you. Are you able to allow them to go through their experience without jumping in and changing things? Are you able to look at yourself and them as creators rather than victims? They will have to play the victim role if you are continuing to choose to see them as victims, the moment you see them and yourself as the creator and have the absolute belief that they're having every experience they need to have for you and for them, you set them free. You liberate them. You release them from the contract that they had with you of victimhood and allow them to go on and explore the rest of their life. But until you do, They have to play their role. They have to continue to serve you. They had an agreement. Now, you have agreed with them too, but that's not really necessary that you think about it because that will just play out naturally. How they perceive you has nothing to do with who you're being. It's their perspective, their perception, reality. It's all about how you see yourself in your reality. Are you seeing yourself more as the creator of your reality, as your inner self, Are you aligned with that perspective more often or are you dipping down to victimhood thinking I need to protect myself from wrong and bad. And when I protect myself from wrong or bad, I bring my children, I bring my mate, I bring my friends, I bring my coworkers, I bring the entire planet into the environment of victimhood because it's my reality, i.e., The environment that you have created, your reality, is based in perspective. Are you creating a reality that is true or false? You can tell by how you feel. You can tell by how you feel in every single area of your life. There's a lot of belief systems around parenting. All of them, generally speaking, in your culture, are based in fear, based in the illusion of victimhood based in millennia of suffering with relationships with children. In the past, there wasn't a lot of adult children to worry about. Most of them didn't make it to adulthood. so They didn't have to really care about that part of it. But this generation where you are, there's a lot of adult children who are high vibration, highly sensitive emotionally, in an environment that is designed to protect them, protect them from words, protect them from their own emotions, protect them from experiences that might lead to manifestation events. They're going to have a hard time elevating themselves without these manifestation events. Parents like you have tended to smooth out the manifestation events for their children. So this is delayed and delayed and delayed and delayed until they move out of the house. But it doesn't stop there because you are so concerned for them that you're trying to smooth out their manifestation events. Well, what does the manifestation event offer? It offers them the ability to see a limiting belief and to process that limiting belief and to go through the experience and gain information. You wouldn't want to smooth out, iron out every little bump in their path. The more bumps they have, the more time they have to reflect. And if they're emotionally sensitive, which many of them are, because they're coming into this critical time in your history to move the planet forward. But there's a whole movement of, be careful not to say this, be careful not to harm this one's feelings, be careful not to say anything wrong, And so they're having to live in this culture where it is difficult to be independent. Those that are independent are having smashing success and enjoying life fully and seeing themselves as the creator. The rest of them who are in this illusion of imperfection and trying to protect and control conditions, they'll get there, but it's not going to be a fun ride. And if you enable them, to live this very small life compared to the intentions that they set, well, you're not doing them any service. You're not actually being compassionate. You're on the other end of that stick. Compassion only truly exists on the love end of that spectrum. No matter what you call it, when you're in the fear end of any spectrum, you're just offering control. And so it always boils down to urges you receive in control to try and make yourself feel better. There is nothing outside of you you can do other than to look at the situation in a way that is more truthful. As soon as you find a perspective that is more truthful, more aligned with your inner self, the negative emotion will fade away. As soon as you accept that they're the creator of the reality and you're the creator of your reality, you release them from needing to be a victim in your reality. And you allow them to go forward to be whatever they wanna be. When you return them the non-physical, you'll see who they truly are and you'll be amazed. You'll see who you are truly and you'll be amazed. And you'll think this earth environment is so delightful and surprising. Let's do it again. This time, I'll be the kid, you'll be the mother. Thank you, Joshua. Excellent. Who would like to ask or talk or say something now? Excellent. <laughs> Sam, who's next? Okay, so talking about children and young people coming into the world,
1: there seems to be more and more young people who are transsexual, so they believe they've been born into the wrong bodies. Is that because, like you were saying, they are being protected too much or they're trying to find a bigger contrast or is that just because they are trying to buck the trend of identity?
0: We will say all of that is true and more. When you come into physical reality, you will come in and be told that you are something. You will be asked to fit yourself in a box. But since you're limitless, how can you fit in a box? How can you exist in a limited reality? It doesn't make any sense to you. And so certain people will have certain intensity of exploration, and they will not conform no matter what. And of course, in past years where nonconformity was really a problem, fear kept a lot of people from being who they felt they were. In this environment where you're free to be who you want to be, where there isn't the stigma attached with being unique, then you can try out all kinds of different things. You can push the envelope. But when you look at someone who is exploring something and you put yourself in those shoes from a limited perspective, it'll seem like they're trying to do something wrong. That's what you will see. You'll see, oh, they're just making a mistake or, oh, isn't it sad that they think this way or whatever it is. Your perception of reality from a limited perspective is always an illusion. When you raise your perspective, you will gain clarity. And you'll say, this is just a quick little exploration. This is just momentary. This is just part of the mass consciousness. There's not a lot of witches going on being burned stakes nowadays, but that used to be a thing because they didn't conform to the rest of the population who is living in fear, being small. They wanted to uplift and help and serve and bring in non-physical ideas into physical reality. Met with a lot of fear. As newer ones come in at much higher vibrations, they have the same desire to explore and to bring in new ideas to uplift others. They have a strong idea to be Unique and live in that uniqueness and live in authenticity. When they bump up against the fear that's pervasive in here and identify as a victim, they will want to change their conditions. And they may have explorations, but none of it is wrong. If they come to this idea that they are the creator of the reality and choose to look at everything from a limited perspective and then make a decision, they're making a decision within the vibration of the solution for them. But does it matter what they do? Because they cannot make a mistake. They cannot fail. They cannot make a wrong decision. It's all expansion, all experience. If they're allowed to be who they truly are and reach for the perspective of who they truly are. They will be guided from within because all guidance is actually coming from within. Some are paying attention to it. Some are very well connected to it. And some are completely deaf to it. Can't hear it at all. And that's part of this experience as well. Can you be the example of compassion from the highest perspective? Understanding it's just an experience and it doesn't mean anything. Or will you look at it from a limited perspective and say, that's wrong, poor them. There should be something done. There should be a law. We have to stop this. We should protest against it. We should rise up against it. There is no wrong anywhere in the universe, and not in this reality either. Just the perception of wrong, which comes from a limited perspective, not knowing who you are. You can choose your perspective on any subject. When you choose a perspective that is inaccurate you'll receive negative emotion. Easy. Ah, I'm looking at delusion. I feel negative emotion. Ah, I get it. All right. What would the truth be? Let's look at it from this perspective. Does that feel better? A little bit. How about this perspective? Yeah, that feels really good. How about even higher? No, that's not believable. So you move up within the limit of your belief system. I will tend to believe that everyone here on earth is having a finite, quick little vacation to expand their own consciousness and awareness and to move the entire planet forward in their way. How I perceive it has nothing to do with what's actually happening because this is my reality. So am I gonna offer love and acceptance and compassion or am I gonna offer fear and wrong and disconnection and wishing and hoping things would be different? Which one's more powerful? Which one feels better? That's all you ever have to ask. Does it feel better to look at them as if something wrong is happening and that they are victims to a society that's gone mad? Or does it feel better to say, no, everyone's working out this thing. This is going to lead us to more love and more compassion. We are going to understand ourselves better through their willingness to go forward and try new things and, and offer up their lives and authenticity for them whether or not it complies with my belief system. What I'm going to do is endeavor to see it and open my belief system. I'm going to allow myself to look at everything with the sense of clarity that comes with an understanding that everything is perfect. Yeah. It might be hard to talk to others about this because they will not agree with you. Why won't they agree with you? Would you say? They're just having their experience. They're gonna get what they need from this experience and they're going to benefit others through their experience. This is what they came to do. They're moving the math consciousness and the societal mores and taboos forward. They're opening up more freedom to be who you are and they're doing it for everyone. From that perspective, You'll receive thoughts and clarity and ideas. You'll read books and magazines and articles. You'll watch videos that conform to these higher perspectives. You'll hear stories about those who had this experience and that experience and what they came against and what they decided to do from there. You'll receive inspiration yourself. And when you think in a new way, you offer those thoughts into that mass consciousness. You're on the same team with them. You don't have to do anything to change anything because to change anything would be to operate in fear. But when you are inspired to do something, then you are bringing forth non-physical energy and love and speaking it or acting it into this environment. Imagine someone is taking an action in fear. They protest against something. They're bringing what? not non-physical intelligence in. They're just churning around the fear mentality of the mass consciousness that's already there. They're not bringing anything new in. They're just recycling the fear. Imagine you mentally supporting and possibly sending a note to someone you know who's going through something. The words that you write on that note are coming from the non-physical. They're words of love. You are bringing in the power and energy of love for the non-physical into this physical reality. Okay. A thought of fear comes from the mass consciousness anyway. It's not brought from non-physical. There are no thoughts of fear in the non-physical. You can't bring fear in. The original thought of fear was from a perspective that was not accurate or a perception of reality that was false. They felt negative emotion and they generated words or actions based in that negative emotion that added to the consciousness of the humanity in the planet. You think a new way. You look at it in a different way. You think of it from a higher perspective. You see how could this be right? How could, If I know that there's no wrong in the universe and everything's perfect, how could this be perfect? Aha, an idea hits you. Maybe they're doing it to evolve the entire culture in more love and acceptance. Maybe they're coming down, they're volunteering to come down to have this identity crisis to show others the limitation of identity. Maybe they're showing others what's possible when you don't have an identity or when you let go of identity or when your identity, in this case gender, is malleable. Maybe they're bringing in more acceptance or more possibilities. Now, there's going to be a lot of Humans who look at these situations in fear and they churn the existing mass consciousness in fear doesn't do anything. It's already there. No big deal. There's nothing new they're going to bring in. Then suddenly Sam comes along and sees something, reads a story about an individual and gets the inspiration to jot down a note of love. Those words are new. That idea is new. That expression of love is new that creation in love is new. That's brought forth from the non-physical to the physical by Sam, by the thoughts, words, and actions that Sam is choosing to believe. It's not easy to choose a higher perspective. It takes courage. What if you're wrong? What if you're making a big mistake here? What if you're approving of something that should be condemned? No, you are knowing how this universe works. You have had enough experience you resonating enough with these teachings and other teachings. You are seeing the commonalities of all of these channeled teachings. There's no conflict. There's no dispute. There's no contradiction with any of them. They are speaking in love. You participating, you asking this wonderful question, you are participating in love as well you are congruent with love, not fear. You can see fear more clearly. You can see why people are worried. You can understand that parents are feeling negative emotion over their children and wanting to change things. In fear, they believe they're offering support, but what they're doing is changing conditions or ironing out manifestation events. In love, they're allowing the little ones to have their exploration to scuff their knees. If you were gonna have a operation to alter your gender, from a limited perspective, it seems like this is a massive decision. From a higher perspective, it's exactly the same as scuffing your knees because it's just one tiny experience in one tiny life. And it gives that person and others the opportunity to make other choices, to have other experiences, to have experiences that were never available before. And as you go on, you will notice as technology changes, as the culture changes, there's an availability for a set of experiences that were never possible at any time. And there are those out there who jump at the opportunity to come in and have these experiences that were never available before. If you're in the 1850s and you're on a wagon train to Oregon, it's unlikely anyone's going to care about your problems of gender identity. It's not going to come up. It's a very difficult thing to explore. You come in now, you can explore it from A to Z. And so they're jumping in. But they also know that this exploration is going to move the entire mass consciousness of this planet as well. Everyone looking at it is going to think a new way. Maybe gender is fluid. Maybe people should be allowed to do what they want to do. Maybe they shouldn't. Maybe we should make a law. Everyone gets to have their experience and their exploration of it from their perspective. Wasn't possible before, but all these volunteers came in just like you came in. Wasn't a lot of people believing a lot of traction in 1850 on the wagon trail to Oregon, but you said, I'm going to come in and I'm going to explore a new perspective, a new approach to life, a new way of thinking. I'm going to be the first. I'm going to be like those pioneers going to Oregon, but in thought, I'll be a thought pioneer. And there's going to be a lot of people looking at me like I'm crazy. Why would you want to go to Oregon on a wagon train full of Indians and bandits when you could sit in the same boring place back east with the rest of us? Because I want excitement. I want venture. I want to shake things up. I want to move the mass consciousness. I want to offer my service to this planet. And so I'm going to come in and I'm going to think in a new way. I don't know what it's going to lead to but I believe that I've shifted my perspective closer to the perspective of my non-physical inner self, that it's gonna lead to the unimaginable. And this is the life that all of you are living. When you continue to raise your perspective as you're doing, you're gonna have unimaginable experiences. You're gonna take note. That can't be possible. How did that show up? Was that always there? Who am I to have this happen? And then when it starts happening again and again and again, and you start to expect it every single day, and nothing surprises you, you're going to look back on your life and you go, oh, that thing that happened in 10th grade, that was unimaginable. That thing that happened back when I was 22, that was unimaginable. There was a lot of unimaginable experiences, but I couldn't see them from that limited perspective. Now here I arrive, turns out, My entire life from day one had always been unimaginable. I just didn't see it because it's operating as a victim. Everything that was incredible was taken from my perspective as either an accident, either a lucky thing or explainable some other way. But now I see it. When you realize that this life is unimaginable and all it takes is a bit of a shift of perspective, then you get to be the example of one living this new approach to life. Everyone else is doing what they're doing as well to offer everyone else an example. Which side of the spectrum do you want to be fear or love? That's all you ever have to think. And with that, we are complete. Thank you.
1: Thank you, Gary. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank everyone. you. Bye. Thank Bye. Thank you. Bye. Well,
0: All right. I hope you enjoyed that episode. Compassion is a really interesting subject. I'm learning more and more about it. In fact, at the last retreat, when Christy was doing a medium session, I was given the word in Sanskrit that means compassion. So compassion is actually my word. Uh, So I am endeavoring to understand this concept. And what I'm realizing is that compassion really only works from the higher perspective. Uh, we're going to have a mass meditation. In fact, if you keep listening right now, at the end of what I'm t- saying right now, the meditation will start. It's the Light of One meditation. It's fantastic. Christy finished it earlier this week, and it's just amazing. And we're going to do it together as a group all over the world on Saturday, nine nine at noon Eastern Time. If you'd like to be on that Zoom call live, send me an email. Or if you just want a copy that you can keep in your own downloads, uh, we'll send it to you. Just send me an email to garybodley at gmail.com. I'll send me an email and I'll send it out to you right away. All right. Thanks again for being here. Like, subscribe, share with your friends, all that stuff. Wonderful. Bye.
1: The light of one meditation. welcome Bienvenida. Bien Bienvenue. Ascavo Prociomo. Saswagatum. Welcome. In one light, we all gather, now in love, harmony, gratitude, and knowing with the infinite creator. We've come together in this now moment to combine our energy and focus our intention to expand the ever shining light that unites us all, one we are. This light of one meditation that we are co-creating expands our individual influence by combining our collective intention to radiate our love light energy to every being on our planet. Begin by finding a comfortable position allowing your body to relax and settle into the space. Take a deep breath in. And as you exhale, gently close your eyes, inviting a sense of inner stillness and presence. Bring your focus to your breath Breathe in and out, gently with your own natural rhythm. Feel the coolness of the air as you breathe in through your nose. Follow that breath as it fills your lungs and reaches deep into your belly. Then follow it as it flows back up through your body and out your nose taking with it any tension worry or pain there is nowhere else you need to be in this moment now begin to lengthen and deepen your breath Keeping your focus on it as it comes in and out. In your mind, gently repeat these words. In this moment, I am exactly where I am supposed to be. In this moment, I am safe. In this moment, I am free. In this moment, Imagine in front of you a beautiful table. On this table rests a beautiful unlit candle. It has been created and placed here just for you. Its size, shape, and color combine to produce the most unique and extraordinary candle you have ever seen. On the table beside the candle lies a matchbook. It belongs specifically to this beautiful candle. Now reach out Take a match from the box and light this candle. As you do, feel a spark of divine energy igniting within you. Fix your gaze onto the candle's soft, flickering flame. Feel the warmth and comfort that radiates from it. Take a moment to sense the sacredness and symbolism of this candle as a representation of the light within each and every one of us, the very light of the Creator. With each breath, allow this inner light to grow brighter and more vibrant. Know that this light is a reflection of your inner wisdom, compassion, and love. Now gently place your focus on your heart right in the middle of your chest. Imagine your breath moving in and out of this energy center. Notice any physical sensation as your breath moves in and out now of your heart center. As your breath moves in and out of your heart place your focus once again on the beautiful golden flame in front of you and with your breath pull the light from the flame right into your heart center. As the soft light fills your heart, it begins to slowly swirl in a circular motion. you breathe in and out through your heart center, you see the golden light swirl. It gets stronger and stronger. With each breath in, more of this soft golden light from the flame fills your heart and joins in this circular flow. From the center of this circle of spiraling golden light a soft green glow begins to emerge. With each breath, this emerging green glow in the center becomes deeper and more vivid. becomes clearer with every breath in and out of your heart. You begin to recognize that this is the most beautiful, rich green color you have ever seen. like the rarest of gems this magnificent green light begins to expand from your heart it expands out to the side, down your arms and into your hands. It expands up through your head to the crown and down through your belly, to your legs, through your feet, and into the earth below you. Extend this beautiful green light out from your heart, your hands, your feet, and the crown of your head. Envision it expanding and illuminating the entire space around you. With each breath, see this light growing stronger, spreading its beauty and warmth to touch every corner of the room, filling it with love and unity. As this light continues to expand, see it transcending the boundaries of the room, reaching out to embrace the entire planet. See the light extending far and wide, enveloping mountains, continents, oceans and all living being within its radiant energy. As this divine light encompasses the earth, feel a profound sense of unity and interconnectedness. Sense the hearts of people from all walks of life, cultures and backgrounds awakening to this welcoming green light. Magnificent light ignites the individual flame of each heart, and the flames merge into a collective glow. You are aware that you are seeing the unity and oneness of humanity. with the beautiful green light of your heart, send love, compassion, and healing to all beings. See how this green light within you connects with the light that has been ignited in all others. Feel the deep sense of understanding among all people. Feel the barriers and divisions dissolving as the light of unity permeates every heart and every corner of the world. Gently turn your attention to the planet. See the healing green light extending deep into the earth all the way to her core. See it nurturing and revitalizing her very essence. See the light bringing balance and harmony to the natural world. Allow your intention for planetary healing and gratitude to infuse this light. Knowing that our connection to the earth is a foundation of our unity as a global human race. Take a moment to bask in this unified light, knowing that collectively we have the power to infuse love and compassion into our world. Creating rivers that flow with acceptance and joy. As we slowly bring this meditation to a close, gently acknowledge the gratitude for the light within you, for the connections you have forged and for the healing energy you've shared. Take a deep breath in, and as you exhale, release any remaining tension or worries. When you are ready, gently bring your awareness back to the present moment. Wiggle your fingers and toes Slowly open your eyes and carry the light of unity and love with you as you continue your day. May the light we have ignited in this meditation continue to shine brightly within us, fostering unity, love, and healing across humanity and the planet. Namaste.